I'm so excited, guys. Why? Because it's so many scares. Ah! The season is it's upon us. Yes, yes. Did you have her out last time too, or was it the other? Was it her husband? No, it was her. I'm basing them on the monsters mm. that, or the theme of the hero or the okay. person of the movie, right? Mm. So. Okay. I see, I see. For those uh, not watching the video, Garrett has a beautiful uh, standee of The Bride of Frankenstein mm-hmm. circa, I don't know, 1941. When did that movie come out? Uh, it looks great. Yeah, you had, uh, I don't remember who you had last time. Was it just regular Frankenstein? It, it was her. It was no, her. it was oh, Bride okay. of Frankenstein. She was here. She made an appearance last time in our uh, reveal of the episodes. My background is still just the Kramer. Episode. That's fine. He's also he could be scary to some. Classic. A loathsome offensive brute. Yeah, I gotta work there something go. out. I don't have a scary background yet. I'm, I'm, I can find something though. Uh, but yeah, it is so many scares month. We love. It's one of our favorite months of the year. We're gonna. If, if you listened last week, you know what we're talking about this month. We talked about all of our picks. We do have, though, a, a listener pick, viewer pick, coming up at the end of the month that uh, mm-hmm. if you follow us on social media, um, particularly, inst- particularly Instagram, at so many sequels pod, um, where we've been posting some little question boxes in there, some polls and other stuff to kind of solicit some of those movies. And you could message them or comment them to us as well. So whatever you think we should do this month that is halloween related or a horror movie of some sort let us know um we're gonna tally them up and that's what we're gonna do so yeah listen we're easy to scare but also we enjoy a good time Mm -hmm. uh so so maybe like in addition to the scary ones you want us to watch at least throw us a bone and give us a chance (laughs) to watch some maybe less scary ones and that Mm -hmm. could be fun Mm -hmm. Um, it could be. You know, just Halloween, thought, you know, Halloween have, uh, have mercy theme. in this Halloween time. Yes, Halloween Hallmark should make Halloween mercy. Movies. What did you say about Hallmark? I said Hallmark should make Halloween movies. You know, they should just Christmas capitalize movies. every holiday. Why don't they? Right? It, it's you know? not just Christmas that you can make movies themed on. You could do it for anything. Any holiday can have a coming, movie theme. Coming October 28th, uh, Trick or Heart or something like that. You know? I don't know. Trick Heart. <laughs> Trick or Heart. Trick or heart. Or trick or love. Or something like that. Oh, man. We got to workshop this. We'll do it off air. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Fire yeah, up I'm excited about that. Photoshop. We, I do want to talk about, though, a little, we'll do a little mini review here at the top because Garrett and I saw a, a brand new horror movie just the other day. We saw Saw X. Saw 10. Formerly known as Twitter. Socks. Or yes. Um, whatever you want to refer to it as. <laughs> <laughs> saw Twitter. It's out. It's what? Here, what? What? So I like Saw. Garrett's the Saw expert of the show. But what yeah, really the, impressed the me was good, like good. the day before it came out, I saw this Hollywood Reporter headline that said Saw Ten garners uh, highest Rotten Tomato score of the franchise, and I was like, "Whoa, what?" Um, turn, turns out it did. Uh, I think it was at eighty-five percent. It's the only Saw movie with a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes. I disagree with that. Uh, I do think the first one deserves a, a fresh, and maybe some others, but it's it's the highest rated one, so we had to go see it. I was really pleased with it. It's hard not to get into spoilers, but I, I will go with Garrett to really give his thoughts because you're, like I said, you're the saw expert. 
and even watching the movie, I could tell that you were like nodding and like agreeing with with references that popped up that I had no idea what it was, but you would just be like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd go, what? <laughs> so how did they do? How was Saw 10 for you as a, as a longtime fan? So the issue with Saw over the, the course of the years has been that it's kind of, I mean, just like mm-hmm. you look at Freddy Krueger, you look at uh, Michael Myers, you look at, uh, uh, oh my God, Jason. Jason <clears throat> they all get muddled, right? For me, uh, the first three Saws were such a good story. It was like a, well, a well-rounded well horror arc. It was, I mean, like, you know, I had pros and cons. But then after that, it really kind of got into, like, gore porn. Mm. Um, and so you have some characters in there, but the stories were never that great. They were kind of convoluted just trying to tie them into to Jigsaw, it felt like. And so, uh, you know, it was what? They've had several times to try to reboot it. I think Jigsaw, they tried to reboot. And then you had the, the spiral, you know, over there. Um, Saw 7 brought Carrie Elways back in. And so there's been different times to kind of try to close it, bring it full circle. Uh, I think the biggest miss for this was that this world that we live in now is in a world of reboot sequels. And I had no idea that this was one of those, this spoiler alert, um, for, uh, until you said it to me, Josh, and so I don't think that was. I, I, there was there were moments where it was like, "How is this happening?" and I, and where is this in the timeline? Because they don't really do a good job of establishing it. And I think a lot of these requels or whatever that they do, they do a good job of letting you know we're we're tying this back to a different one. And this one didn't really do that. Um, I think that from a story per stand, uh, standpoint, it was pretty good. Uh, I think that it was a really interesting standpoint. Once you, I figured out where once you filled in those gaps and i was like oh okay all right i can kind of see where it falls um i think that it kind of gave a little more insight into the mind of jigsaw which is needed sometimes and what his thought process is versus the good and the evil that he perceives and, and that we perceive as the audience um and then uh the po- the 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 torture was painful and really honestly there was one in there that was like one of the most unsettling ones i think it is the most unsettling that i've ever seen in these in this franchise um it was really difficult to watch and like afterwards i was like oh my god i gotta i need a minute i just saw that happen and like i I still wonder if that can be done can you remove that i don't know man that what i'm saying that is i don't know i mean okay i don't know if you I'm going to spoil it. It's going to be 10 I'm going to spoil it because David's not going to see it. Yeah, David's not going to see it. And if you want to know what it is, go see it and then come back to this. I'll spoil it. But like this David, this guy has to drill into his own Mm -hmm. skull with like Mm -hmm. a saw. Cut out a a hole. He's like using a mirror. And he's like sawing into his... And then he has to extract pieces of his brain. Like a piece of his own brain. And put it into a dissolve thing. And, like, you see him just digging in there and, like, messing with his mm-hmm. brain. And it's, it's like, genuinely uncomfortable. I I did not like it. And and I mean that with this compliments is, yeah. uh, for yeah, this he franchise. Had to, he had to it was really he had to pull out a chunk that would be big enough so that I'd, when it dissolves, it would basically move the little electrode thing enough to open the key box so he could take the key and, and free himself. Uh, and my whole, uh, my only question was, can you remove a piece of your own brain or will your brain like 
break down in the process of tearing it open? I don't know. We should have a doctor on the show yeah, for any future saw. Too episodes. many questions. Too many questions because one, um, how would you even? Ha- I don't think anybody could have the mental fortitude to try to do that, and to be able to resist the pain. He had to do it. And in to three be able minutes. to resist the pain three of sawing in your own head. Minutes. I just feel like the second you saw it in your own head, you'd be like, "No, this hurts. I can't go on." See, and, and then that's two, the thing. There's a, there was a level of this. I would say two. Oh, I'm gonna bring this up later during the our review for today's film as well. But like, do you want to win this scenario? Like, do you want to get out? Like, what's the quality of life after this? After that moment? Like, are you really see? And that's, like, what is your what is your best case scenario? I have after that pulling out a piece of your own brain. Game, every game I go, yeah. would it Pull be trigger. worth it to continue on like <laughs> no. this? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, there was a that was a level of like you know I have three I would have I listen I'm I think things out right and so I there was this moment and there was a couple of the traps where I was like I think I just die I think I just wouldn't do it and I think I just die like I could chop off my own leg and extract my own bone marrow if I wanted to uh, but I probably couldn't do that in three minutes and then I'm gonna die anyway and I would have done this. And I think I'm just going to die. I think I'm just going to sit here and for the next three minutes come to peace with the fact that I'm about to be brutally, viciously Yeah, but at least you'd be good and dead. Uh, but you know what? It's probably going to be quicker than doing whatever the heck that he yeah. wants me to do. Then, then, <laughs> then especially sawing into your own head and then, oh, I got the key and now I'm free. But like, to do what? To go where? Who's going to come right. help you? Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've gotten yourself into a point in life where your best option is to extract your own brain yeah. or die. <laughs> I think that maybe you should have rethought several different choices by that point in time. <laughs> and maybe you just... I mean, yeah, if that is your best case mm. scenario, maybe the best case scenario is actually the brutal death that you're yeah. about to experience. And honestly, without the torture. Uh, the gal who, had, who, who you referenced earlier of cut, cutting her leg off and removing the bone marrow, uh, her method of death was relatively quick like it was that uh it was that hyper sharp she was beheaded david (laughs) (laughs) and a beheading might as well just take it a beheading is is yep can be relatively painless as far as i understand uh Mm. especially compared to some of the other methods that you see uh, unfold i don't want to spoil all of them but they're they don't get better than that no um one thing though, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm the issue. Ask what you think, oh, go ahead, Garrett, because this movie really changes the perspective slightly. Because in this movie, he's playing the. He's 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 being the game master as John Kramer and not Jigsaw. And I kept thinking to myself a little bit, why is he just like kind of doing this in the open, all of a sudden? kind of weird you see in the and, and, and that's where you go back to the yeah. story being muddled right you said you said that this was uh, a reboot and it fell into the sequel of it takes place Saw between two, one and two or between the original and the second okay so see the issue with that is that <clears throat> again we're getting heavy into spoilers here of this movie so if you want to avoid this then get in then get out of here because this is mm-hmm. a deep dive but at the end of the movie there's another helper that John Kramer has, right? The detective. Well, he doesn't show up until like episode in like the fourth or fifth one. Um, 
So that doesn't make sense. And then if this is in between the first and the second one, Jigsaw would have been somewhat known because in the first one, they were investigating and looking for him. So, like, I get that. They probably would have figured it out. Um, but they mentioned that he had been doing this for so long and such a long time, and that just doesn't necessarily track. He had kind of been doing it for a little while and just kicking it up. So there's, again, this just a little muddled of the story. Um, so I I don't know exactly what this reboot is going to do because they did. They brought in a lot of characters that if you're a fan of the franchise that you will remember and recognize. But again, if this falls in between the first and the second one, some of the characters don't show up until like fourth or fifth. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe they just extracted all of Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> and like, whatever, that's okay. Nobody's upset if you remove a Wahlberg. Yeah, like no, that. no, no. I think it's just really interesting that they they were able to make this movie and essentially make uh, John Kramer the the protagonist in a lot of ways like they they make some real solid attempts at, at garnering sympathy for him which is just yeah. ludicrous when you step back and think about it for a second but in the moment you're like hey they did screw over that serial killer or whatever <laughs> see he's got he's got like this right. thanos mm. logic that is if you just really think about it it almost makes sense in the serial killer <laughs> mm. mindset like he is taking people who are bad people and putting them in bad situations and and giving them a chance to survive. Whereas the people, the antagonists in this movie are just actual scums of the earth, scamming, dying cancer patients. Right? Like, like those those are really bad mm-hmm. people. John Kramer is a serial killer, but he's also just kind of taking it. He's he's giving bad people kind of their comeuppance again in a sick, twisted way. I've only seen the first two Saws, so uh, I I really can't say. Uh, first one was pretty good. Second one was kind of... Uh, do people like the second one, Garrett? Eh. Okay. I like one through three. I think one through three are really good, and then after that it kind of goes... Second one I kind of feel like... And then there's individual movies out there. I mean, the second good. one kind of felt like it, it was one of those movies where it took the wrong lessons from the first one, and it was like, okay, the this years, worked. Yeah. We need more, more traps and more things to happen to people more people to be in it right and i feel like the, what worked about the first one was sort of the the uh the, the, the isolated you know component of it just being those two people for the most part uh although mm-hmm. i don't know maybe there were three i can't remember the first saw movie anyhow it, it, i saw a movie that was scary as well you did scary yeah. bad scary bad yes. and this i believe i saw <laughs> you say was at the at the request of your uh, tiny human it was um, he requested so a scary bad movie. <laughs> yeah, my son Jack. He thought it was uh, Baby uh, Shark. My, Jack loves anything that has to do with sharks and dinosaurs. Naturally. So when, when I'm scrolling through Max and he sees a he sees a title card that has a shark eating a dinosaur, he said that I want to watch that right there, <laughs> Daddy. That shark dinosaur sound logic. And I don't know. Yep. And he Perfect. loves to try to say Megalodon. He says Megadon. Um. So we watched the movie. Um, it opens in 65 million BC. Not really spoiling anything. They put this in the in the trailer. 65 million BC, a dragonfly is eaten by a lizard, which is then eaten by a small dinosaur, which is then eaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. As the T-Rex is eating this delicious meal, a megalodon leaps out of the ocean onto the beach, snagging the T-Rex, hauling him back into the ocean. Cue under pressure by Queen and uh, David Bowie. Dun, 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 dun. Jason Statham's working out, 
you know, all right, yeah, I'm going to stop an eco, I'm an eco uh, uh, fighter. I'm going to stop these guys from dumping bad liquids in the ocean. All right. And so, like, that's the opening of the movie, and my son loved this. So we watched that part at least 30 times. Just rewind to the beginning, watch the dinosaur and Megalodon. Loved it. Was not scared at all. Um, if I had known that was the peak of the movie, I would have kept just watching that part with them uh, for the rest of the night. But uh, I decided after it was time for him to go to bed that I was... I actually, we did keep watching. We watched for a little while, and he was interested for about 16 minutes, and then he was like, okay, Daddy, but more shark, more dinosaur? Like, can we go back to that? And I was like, I agree. Um, and so he went to bed, and I decided I'll go ahead and finish the movie. This movie is stupid. Uh, all I could think about for most of it, because most of it is Jason Statham and crew, bunch of nobodies, Faceless nobodies, interchangeable, worthless peons. Uh, underwater, they figure out a way to go down to this trench. And if it hadn't been for that whole Titan sub fiasco, um, this would have seemed like a pretty plausible event. But good grief, the burden of knowledge. Uh, <laughs> after a while, um, the megalodons are like the fourth most unrealistic thing about this film. Like, you're just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, wasn't funny, wasn't really scary. There's barely any Megalodons in the first, like, hour and a half. Like, they don't show up until the end. You know that this, this movie took me for a wild ride because, again, like, like I said, it begins with a shark eating a dinosaur kick in under pressure, right? It ends with a Japanese version of, uh, what's that song, Stacy? You know, they call me, ho. Oh, they call me Stacy. And they know that song? Japanese version of that. So, I mean, it's just a wild yes. ride of musical interludes in terms of that. Uh, it is a great time waster. It's my worst reviewed film of the year now. Uh, so if you, I haven't, I don't feel like I've spoiled much. Um, I don't recommend anybody watch it, but if you want to join me in, <laughs> in, in my boredom, uh, go ahead. Had I, you watched the first one? I had not watched the first one. And okay. I can tell you this right now. Oh my God! See, that's the key. How how are you gonna? It be has to, to be a letdown. It has to be. Like, there's no way anybody would watch this and go, "This is better." But the crazy thing is, is like you know a sequel's bad when you watch it and you can't tell who the recurring characters are. I was like, I'm positive Jason Statham's a recurring character. I have a feeling this child he's talking to might be a recurring character. And uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. There is an actor who is playing the LL Cool J role, uh, Paige Kennedy. He was talking as though he was in the last one. So I was like, some of these characters, they reappeared, but most of them, and I, and I looked it up, they didn't. Most of these characters are brand new characters just there to be, you know, shark fodder. Um, so anyway, I won't spoil too much more of the movie, but I will say, uh, inc- <laughs> it's not, not good. Not good. Scary bad. Uh, and bad effects, too. Like, not good CGI. How long until the Meg enters... Godzilla versus Kong's universe. Oh That's gosh! I, uh, I hope never, because Godzilla and Kong triple I still threat. think are decent right now. Um, you know, if decent. there was a Meg that had like any kind of character going on here, that would be that'd be kind of interesting. Is the Meg the they good do guy? have? No, I feel like he I might mean be. it's it's a force of nature kind of situation uh, where like the Megs like so. There's one Meg in the movie that has like a name. That I guess was probably in the in the in the previous one. Of course, it that does. was like a baby, and now baby is like Meg. they've been raising it. Megan, 
<laughs> Megan. Hey, everybody. So, uh, we had a little technical difficulty with this episode, which is why it's being interrupted so abruptly with us wearing different clothes. And, uh, you know, it's just all different. So, our, our what we did was we talked, we had a great conversation about the new Hulu movie, mm-hmm. No One Will Save You. Uh, starring One Kate of the Medeba. best conversations we've had on this podcast in so long. Mm-hmm. Truly, which is why Truthfully. it would, which is why it would be, uh, you know, corrupted and, and a, a failed effort. Uh, I guess it was good practice, <laughs> and the only people who will ever hear it uh, are us. Well, three of us. So, a special yep. moment. We did want to tag the end of this episode recapping our thoughts real quick so that we can still talk about this movie and hopefully encourage you to watch it should you be interested so we'll give you a rundown each of what we thought of it we'll tell you who won the letterbox game and what our scores are and then we'll wrap up quickly it'll be a shorter episode than usual but that's okay because you got a review of saw 10 and the meg 2 as well so this was a packed episode anyway um i'll go ahead and go first so no One Will Save You was not one of our personal picks for so many scares, but it was one that is just a new movie that's out on streaming that we thought would be interesting uh, to talk about. We, we like to always incorporate at least one new horror or Halloween movie into the month. So we landed with No One Will Save You. It's kind of a weird movie. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, Caitlin Deaver stars as a young woman who is kind of ostracized from her community she lives alone uh, she doesn't really speak to anybody no one really speaks to her uh, over some kind of traumatic event that happened in her past all of a sudden aliens invade and we we get a classic alien abduction movie i thought it was pretty good i liked it uh, i had some issues with some of the I, some things I would consider a gimmick. There, there is a lack of dialogue in this movie. We talked about that at length. Uh, that bugged me a little bit. Doesn't ruin it. And then I also felt like there was some uh, not great storytelling with how the traumatic event that happens to the main character is revealed. I thought that could have been handled a little differently uh, for the audience's benefit. So I would give it some mark, some demerits there, but otherwise I enjoyed the movie, and I would recommend uh, you watch it, especially if you're a fan of Caitlin Deaver. She's uh, she was in Booksmart, one of the breakout hits of the last few years, uh, or the alien invasion uh, genre of film. I think it's a fun addition to that as well, and we don't get a lot of those these days. It seems like. So that's my thoughts on it. Uh, which one of you two would love to go next? Tell you what, I'll go next because uh, I think Garrett should go last. Uh, because I think Garrett, you really had some of the best points to, to articulate. So I, I just want to say real quick that I think I fell on the lower end of liking it. Like I, I really, I, I can sing Caitlin uh, Deaver or, or Devers praises, uh, for the rest of my life. She's great. I loved her from the moment that, uh, I watched her on justified when she was a, a pretty young actress at that point. Um, and it was like only her second or third show. Um, she's fantastic in this movie. She elevates it. I think. Because for me, it was it was never boring, but at the same time, it just never really elevated to that next place for me in terms of an interesting in terms of a film. Um, I think the creature design let it down. I know I'm kind of uh, I, I'm in some of the minority there, 
I, I appreciate the attempt to kind of recap, re, uh, recapture the, the little gray men. But um, for me, it just kind of pulled all the scares out of it for me. I just couldn't take them very seriously. Um, unintentionally, it made me think of the Kate McKinnon alien abduction sketch, uh, and uh, which is a great sketch. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Rafferty, I believe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I highly recommend watching that sketch. Um, so it's a strange little movie, like Josh said. It's a, it's, it's. Um, there's kind of a, there's a real mystery going on, but with a lack of dialogue and a lack of like character, really like firmly motivated lack of dialogue, it kind of can be more questions and answers at times. Um, all I will say is that these aliens picked the wrong house, man. They did not know that they were dealing with like the John Wick of twenty-three-year-old girls. Yeah, um, I am. I think I'm on the higher side of enjoying this movie. I'm still in the middle. Um, uh, there's some good things that I think that it did. And I, I think in the original conversation, I said that I think that this movie is going to be used as a launching point for a lot of other people who were inspired by it. I think it has the ability to be like a big cult classic that is going to be, you know, a, a later down the line, a person's going to be like, this movie inspired me in this way, and it's going to be uh, no one will save you. Um, you know, Josh mentioned the silence is a bit of a gimmick and I don't necessarily disagree, but I think it really depends on how you see, um, and analyze the character. And if you, if you can connect with it in a certain way, for me, I was able to kind of, I, I don't know, it just, it just worked. And I was able to kind of see, you know, she's isolated because of, uh, a couple of different tragedies in her life and ostracized and she doesn't really talk. And I think that is <clears throat> kind of what they're thinking and trying to use as the bit of a silence. Um, and so I think that that piece is really interesting. Again, it's not necessarily always used well. I think that, um, again, I think there's the good parts are really good and the slow parts are really slow. I think, David, you said that last time. And I agree with that. But I think that if you really... Um, analyze the character and what this movie is trying to deliver based on who um, is willing to lend a hand, I guess, if you will, um, versus who isn't. It's it's kind of an interesting character analysis, perspective, question, thought. Um, but if you're looking for more like scares and horror, you may not get that. Um, so I think it's really just, uh, you know... Uh, it does some things really well, and it just doesn't necessarily follow through every single time. But it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I th and I think it's good to note that um, if you go into this movie expecting or wanting to be scared, you might not be. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that can be a disappointing thing for some people in, in these types of movies. Uh, but there is a lot of tension, so if you like that kind of thing, it will be more up your alley. Yeah, definitely the first um instance of the home invasion if you will uh is, is incredibly tense and i thought they executed that really well yeah well that's our thoughts on no one will save you again sorry that you missed out on the amazing mm -hmm. uh, would be uh, breakout episode that mm -hmm. we recorded truly Oh, truly would have would have sent us to the stratosphere it would have it was it would have been most downloaded for sure it's so good i'm I, you know Strap the rocket to us, you know? Yeah. We're going to the yeah. moon. Um, Straight to the moon. Uh, you know, I think each of us, though, uh, we each gave it what? I think we all gave it three stars. Yeah, we all came to three stars, even though we had some differences 
uh, in opinion throughout the movie. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's always fun to see. And to make sure he gets credit, Garrett won the letterbox game, uh, yeah. which is a in first a thrilling. <laughs> Uh, tiebreaker, right? It was a thrilling tiebreaker. Yeah. I think we went to uh, what did we use instead? I think we, we went did Saw 10. Saw we 10, did Saw that's 10, right. Josh yes. and I, we yeah. used Saw 10 as yes. the tiebreaker. Um, it was at Garrett's first win since Oppenheimer, so that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh was on a hot three game winning streak until that was brought down. Um, as of right now, the scores are me with uh, 15, Josh with eight, and Garrett with seven. So a couple of a couple of direct hits and you guys are back in this. It's, it's not out of the question, but I mean you're gonna have to just blow it. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like have like a colossal failure. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers blowing out his knee in the first game of the year Ooh. level failure. You know. Yeah. Uh, although that right. might not be apropos since that was the first game and I would need to fail in like the finals. Anyway, yeah. there's still a chance for you guys. That's all I'm saying. There's still a chance. You're saying there's a chance. You've got a puncher's chance. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and end this episode of So Many Scares here. Uh, be sure to find us online at somanysequels.com. Uh, you can find links to our social media accounts there. And uh, our entire back catalog of episodes, you can sh- search for movies, scroll through them all. Uh, we've done several years' worth of Halloween movies now, so go check out past So Many Scares. Uh, and if you really want to support the show, check us out on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash so many sequels. If you uh, join us there for a low, low fee of uh, being our best friends, for a dollar maybe, <laughs> you <laughs> will get access to our Discord uh, where we talk about movies and other fun stuff there. So again, find that all at so many sequels.com. We'll see you all next week with more So Many Scares. There's so much month to go.